It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. I'm Shannon Bream. I'm Bill Hemmer. I'm Kennedy. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, July 13th, 2022. I'm Eben Brown. For 140 days, this war has been fought. And what has it gained? Ukraine hasn't ensured its independence. And while Russia hasn't been the conqueror it thought it would be, it still now has a swath of Ukraine's economy in its grasp. This war is is far from over, and the Russians have not been defeated. In fact, Russia still controls over 20% of this country. And that's an area about the size of Mississippi. This is the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. This is Jimmy Fallon, inviting you to join me for Fox Across America, where we'll discuss every single one of the Democrats' dumb ideas. Just kidding. It's only a three-hour show. Listen live at noon Eastern or get the podcast at foxacrossamerica.com. Ukrainians have spent their year as refugees or soldiers due to Russian aggression. Vladimir Putin's desire to regain Russia's sphere of influence is taking heavy tolls both on Ukrainians and also his own soldiers who have not found easy killing fields or the welcoming of heroes. Things are different in Ukraine's capital. Things are quieter. You know, millions fled this country at the start of Russia's full-scale invasion of Ukraine, and not everybody's come back. Lucas Tomlinson is a Fox News correspondent who normally covers the Pentagon, but he's made many reporting trips to Ukraine. He's there once again and joins us now from the capital of Kiev. Some 8 million people left. About 3 million have come back. And you can feel that here in the capital city. You know, there are times life feels like it's come back to normal. But the overriding feeling I've had being back here on the ground for the first time in four months is it's quieter. You just don't see the same number of crowds. Uh, The shops are open, the restaurants are open. You just don't see that many people inside them. And because of that, uh, it's it's almost like a hangover. And of course, uh, this city was the target of of Russian missiles. It was the target of a a full-scale Russian assault from Belarus, uh, only two hours to the north. And there are many people, many defense experts even, uh, and even some at the Pentagon that thought Russian forces would take Ukraine's capital in a matter of days. Of course, that's not happened. However, talking to people on the ground here, just because Ukraine stopped Russia from taking over its capital, this war is, is far from over, and the Russians have not been defeated. In fact, Russia still controls over 20% of this country. Now, that's an area about the size of Mississippi. So, you know, let that sink in. You know, the fighting is, you know, you have large-scale artillery wars in the east, barrages. Russian forces are going town by town, city by city slowly. Uh, you know, of course, they still have some of the same logistical nightmares. However, they're still grinding it out, and, and they've lost over 20,000 soldiers and it's been devastating for the Russians, but almost like a sausage factory, they just keep you know, pushing more men, more blood into the machine and, and churning them out here. Many are getting killed, but it's really a battle of attrition. And you know, when you're a country that borders Ukraine, they just keep squeezing them through. Uh, so Russian forces still occupy Crimea. They occupy areas to the north and the east. They've completed their land bridge from eastern Ukraine down to Crimea. 
and the Azov Sea, that those are major victories for the Russians. So you have to be mindful that, you know, this war is not over. Uh, no question, uh, Western weapons are making impact on the battlefield, uh, most notably these uh, satellite-guided rockets that have been delivered from the United States, the HIMARS system. Some of our listeners might be familiar with that. If you ever deployed to Afghanistan, they were used to kill the Taliban to great effects over uh, the past two decades. Now these are essentially... Uh, you know, pickup trucks, armored trucks with six uh, satellite-guided rockets in the back, guided by GPS, not exactly that blue dot in your iPhone, but pretty close, you know, pinpoint precision, and over a dozen Russian ammunition depots have been destroyed in southern Ukraine and in the east, and it's it's been a morale boost on the ground. People are talking about it, uh, but the Ukrainians want more of these things, and many Western experts say uh, right now there are eight of these uh, satellite guided rocket systems, the HIMARS systems in Ukraine, experts say they need 60 to 100. All of everything that you have just described, you have you have wrapped up uh, this war, which as of today is in its 140th day. That that seems like 137 more days than anyone really thought uh, it would happen, and it 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 would go on for and. It's it's ongoing and unendingness has had these ripple effects. Uh, Ukraine, and we have talked about this before, is one of the world's largest uh, uh, outputter of grain, of wheat, and helps to feed a good swath of the world, especially in Africa, where uh, conditions are always teetering on the edge of famine. And, and once again, they... Uh, there are parts of Africa that are in that kind of peril again. Uh, military delegations from Ukraine and from Russia and also from Turkey have been meeting with U.N. officials uh, in Turkey, in Istanbul, to try to figure out a way to allow Ukraine to export their grain out through the, the Black Sea ports, namely Odessa, uh, because Russia has prevented that from happening. And it seems like Russia is saying, oh, well, work with us if you want to get the grain out of here. We'll help you. That seems to be everything from piracy to extortion all wrapped into one. At least one one side could argue that. What have you heard from uh, from those U.N. efforts to uh, get this grain moving? Because while Russia and Ukraine are fighting people who are perhaps maybe worse off than even they are in another part of the planet are going to suffer because of this. Well, the Russian forces have a history, and certainly this conflict is it's no different, this war, where these kind of operational pauses to meet in Istanbul to talk about how to get the grain out, they actually help Russian forces. They help them rearm. Right now, that's what's going on in the east. There's this operational pause in terms of how optimistic people on the ground here in Ukraine are about these talks in Istanbul, I would say not very. Uh, every time the Russians want to talk, there's some kind of uh, strategic motive, and it's not to feed the world and to get some 22 million tons of grain that are still not just in silos, but in some cases rotting pure side uh, on ships that need to be uh, at sea, leaving the, you know to, to go to different ports around the world. That's not happening. Uh, of course, Turkey is a part of this because of the Bosphorus, because of their, uh, you know, they, they controlled straight into the Black Sea where this grain would have to, to leave from. Uh, but in terms of, uh, you're right, it's very rare uh, in the 140 days that Ukrainian and Russian officials have sat down at the table together. Uh, these are uh, military officers. 
you know, one of the things the Ukrainians are desperate for is to have uh, U.S. or NATO warships come in and escort this grain out. Uh, but there's no sign of that happening. There seems to be no appetite for that at the Pentagon, certainly not the White House. Uh, you know, the language, you know, you, you hear out of Washington is they want to keep, you know, Ukraine armed. They want to help them as much as possible. Uh, but you just don't hear them talk as much about defeating Russia. You hear more talk about helping Ukrainians. You don't hear talk about defeating Russia. Remember when uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin talked about weakening Russia, uh, the reports that he was scolded about that from President Biden. So um, not to get on too much of a, a tangent here, but uh, Ukrainians are, are angry. They, they not only Extortion is a great word. Also, remember the word famine is, is a very uh, sensitive topic here in Ukraine in 19... 1932, 1933, mm-hmm. Joseph yeah. Stalin, uh, then the Soviet premier, he starved this country. He killed millions of Ukrainians. It wasn't just the failures of collectivization and uh, Soviet uh, economic policy. Uh, there are many people in Applebaum, one of them, who thinks it was a deliberate effort by the Soviet Union to starve and kill Ukrainians. And so this uh, hatred uh, you know, goes back decades, frankly. You've been listening to Fox News correspondent Lucas Tomlinson, who has returned to Kiev for more reporting duty on the Fox News rundown war on Ukraine. We'll have more with Lucas straight ahead. The government in Ukraine has uh, had a lot of activity lately, even outside of Ukraine. They've been to the European powers. They have made inroads with the European Union. They they may even see if everything comes to completion as they would like to see themselves uh, be welcomed in as members of the European Union. This seems to, uh, oh, and addition, in addition to that, outside of Ukraine, uh, formerly historically neutral nations have been admitted into NATO. Uh, if, if Russia was looking to put a stop on NATO encroachment in Eastern and Central Europe, this war may have backfired on them. They have uh, ingratiated uh, Ukraine to to Europe. They have made NATO stronger. NATO's uh, new member nations are not weakling nations by any means. Um, Was this is this whole thing a miscalculation on the part of of Russia, on the part of Vladimir Putin? He or or is this exactly what he wants? Does he want to bring us to a third world war? I mean, obviously, you, you can't read his mind, but these the these scenarios playing out don't seem to be ones that would encourage a resolution encourage a a ceasefire and an eventual peace agreement there's no question evan that putin's goal was to break nato and fracture the west not unite the west and what's happened is the West has been united. Uh, are there some diff- disagreements among the details of how to go about everything in terms of what weapons are needed, the speed of those weapons deliveries, what kind of uh, economic sanctions to slap on the Russians? Of course, you know, NATO is an alliance of 30 nations. The European Union is an alliance of 27 European nations. You know, in both cases, you have to have complete agreement. Uh, so, uh, Things have backfired for Putin. However, it's still very early. You, know, you mentioned 140 days into this war. It's still very early. It's not time to, it's certainly not any kind of uh, mission accomplished moment. In fact, the, the biggest parallel to this war might even be the American Revolution. If you remember 
uh, initially, you know, when the, when the British, you know, arrived, everybody thought this would be a very one-sided affair. That didn't happen. And I remember George Washington, one of his strategies was to wear out uh, the British forces. And certainly that's what many in the West want to see Ukraine do to Russia. Ukraine is probably not going to win a full-scale head-to-head battle. But what the Ukrainians can do is wear out the Russians. They can also get partisans involved, resistance forces. Remember uh, behind Nazi lines during World War II, how effective that was in France and other parts of Europe. Uh, Certainly we've seen the power of insurgencies in recent decades. That is also another uh, thing people are talking about here on the ground in Kyiv is resistance forces. You know, the Russian supply lines are really dependent on rail. Uh, you know, does it take a standing army to destroy, uh, you know, a train station or disrupt train travel? Maybe, maybe not. You could train civilians in the art of sabotage and, uh, you know, just, just throwing off, you know, one set of train tracks or loosening them up could have a devastating effect as, as uh, Russian supplies come in. Of course, logistics. This is a war on logistics, uh, war over logistics. I just spoke to a, a former American special operations uh, soldier who was talking about how that is the, the buzzword here. It's whoever can move fuel, weapons, ammo uh, as quickly as possible, the battlefield, that's who's winning. We're seeing drones get more involved. Uh, some big news out of Washington uh, this week when National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan said Iran was going to be sending hundreds of armed drones to help the Russians. You really haven't heard that kind of overt talk before about Russia and Iran. In fact, you mentioned uh, the trip to Istanbul. Well, the Kremlin announced this week that Vladimir Putin would be going to Iran and not just to meet the, the leaders of Iran. He's also going to meet uh, NATO allied Turkey there as well. Um, and so there's there's a lot of things going on with the drones. Now, should for people listening to this right now think, wait, is this any way related to President Biden's trip to the Middle East? Probably. Right. I mean, yeah. the White House probably wants this out there as the president, you know, heads out because, you know, Anytime you can maybe try to drive a wedge between Russia, you know, Israel, Iran. I mean, these are all it's all part of uh, things we can we can you know talk about that uh, later, maybe another podcast. But uh, there's there's a lot of dynamics going on. There's no question right now in Ukraine. Lucas Tomlinson returning to Kiev in Ukraine. Thank you once again for being with us on the Fox News Rundown War on Ukraine. Evan, thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. Rundown. Stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, subscribe and listen to the Trey Gowdy Podcast. Former federal prosecutor and four-term U.S. congressman from South Carolina brings you a -a one-of-a-kind podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.